Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Bright Lights, it's Angela, and I am so glad to be back with you after taking a week off from all things architecting because I just needed some white space on my calendar. I know you can relate to that. Getting a chance to sort of recharge and regenerate because I never want this podcast or anything related to the movement we call architecting and the community that we're building to feel like work. I get so much joy out of sharing my stories, getting clarity right along with you, helping you, connecting with all of you, that the minute my schedule gets so crowded that I have to lose sleep to try and get a thing done that's part of the weekly schedule of the architecting community, I know that there is something broken. And that had been happening the last few weeks because work has gotten extremely busy. All kinds of projects started happening at the same time with multiple deadlines and client workshops and being short-staffed and You're right there. I know everyone is going through this right now. It's so great to be busy that we never want to complain and chase that energy away. But at the same time, we're all feeling that burn, right? The alarm goes off in the morning and you just kind of go, oh, I really need a few more hours of sleep. You drag yourself up and it takes three cups of coffee just to get going and you get to work and You thought you had some time in the morning to kind of get some stuff done, but no, you find that since you left the night before, you've gotten three new meeting invites and people are scheduling meetings back to back to back and your whole day has been completely filled. That day that you thought you thought you had some white space in, right? You thought you had some time to just kind of pace yourself and get some work done. Instead of trying to take advantage of the fact that half of your meetings are still virtual and literally multitasking during a meeting, right? I know I have run that racket way too many times. And I am not proud of that. But it is literally the only way I can keep my head above water. So what I realized was I needed to take some time out needed more time to rest and to recharge and to get the centering that had completely gotten lost in my day. I actually scheduled an hour and a half from 9 to 10.30 every single morning as research time. And research for me can be reading white papers, 
It can be looking at data we've collected on projects. It can be scheduling calls with colleagues about research or other networking opportunities. And it can also just be time when I am doing quiet, focused work. And people have even started poaching my research time and scheduling things that overlap with that, which if you are a person who is working with high performance habits, and we had a great podcast episode on this with Eva Medelik back in February. So go back and look for that if you want to learn more about high performance habits. And part of high performance is you have rituals built into your day that keep you calm, that keep you centered, that keep you focused, and that replenish you. So my mornings usually start off around 6 a.m., but I don't get to the office until 9. And what am I doing for those three hours? I'm journaling. I'm having my coffee. I'm having my me time for about an hour. I'm getting ready for work, and then I'm spending about a half an hour in a commute. So that's how that morning time is spent. And when people schedule 8 o'clock meetings or 8.30 meetings, they're cutting into that time because I'm not a morning person and I'm not going to get up earlier. So I feel that. I feel that hit. And then I start my day with my quiet, focused research time. And when people crowd meetings into that, oh, that's just one more hit. So I feel like my ability to regenerate has taken some lumps over the past few months because literally so much is going on. So I wanted to really focus on creating white space with you today because it just feels like something that is so present for me and so present for so many people that I'm talking to. Like they're, I'm burned out, I'm stressed out, I'm overwhelmed. I can barely keep my head above water. I feel like I'm swimming in the ocean after a storm and the waves are just huge and crashing over me and knocking me over every time I try to stand up. So let's all take a collective deep breath in and a breath out that's longer than the breath in because we want to cue our parasympathetic nervous system that we can calm down. We want to turn off the stress response And then we want to unhook ourselves. A lot of what takes up our time and takes up our day is what I call obligation energy. Things we feel we have to do, we have to do. Not that we can delegate, not that we could say no to out of hand, but that we have to do without really checking in with ourselves and saying, is this really a yes for me? Or is this a no that I feel like has to be a yes? Who else could do this? Am I so busy trying to prove myself that I can't delegate it? Am I such a perfectionist that I believe that I'm the only one who can do this the quote unquote right way? Let's first check into that, right? Let's get some good healthy boundaries and get away from the obligation energy because obligation energy is about two things, guilt and shame. And guilt and shame are about your story, not about the facts. 
We don't believe that we can ask for time or space or consideration because we have a story about how that will look to someone else. And we've played out that story and been the judge and jury, and we've never even given the other people in our lives the choice in how to react. We're making choices on their behalf regarding how they would afford us a little bit of space and grace without ever even checking in with them. And then, in addition to our story about why we have to do things, we're taking on their stories. So if someone is disappointed that we didn't do something they wanted us to do, that's on them. It's not on us. If someone doesn't like the way that we do something, well, you don't have to be for everybody. That gets to be okay. You need to check in and say, did I do this to the best of my ability? Was I committed to doing the best job I could? Did I approach it with honesty and authenticity? Did I ask for help when I needed to? And as long as you can say yes to those things, they got nothing on you. Anything you feel is because you're choosing to take on that victim energy because of guilt and shame of being stuck in your story. And that is keeping you from claiming the time you need to feel balanced and centered and on top of things and organized and have the time for the things you really want to be doing, not just the busy work. Imagine how good it would feel not to be going 80 miles an hour before your feet even hit the floor in the morning. Not to look at your phone with a sense of dread because 20 different people need something from you. Not to have to worry about who's going to give your son a ride to soccer practice because a meeting overlaps and you have to stay late. How good would it feel to be in control, confident, well-rested when you wake up and go to work and have a day where you felt in control of your schedule, not your clients, not your coworkers or project team. I'm here to tell you that you can claim that for yourself. What it takes is, number one, being clear on how you want your day to go. Are you the kind of person who's most productive in the morning, the afternoon, or the late afternoon? You need to know that because that's when you want to block your schedule. You want to treat your calendar like a to-do list so that rather than having to keep track of a million different tasks, you're actually looking at each one, deciding how long it realistically is going to take, and then you're deciding when you're going to do it. So are you going to handle it first thing Monday morning? Are you going to do it on Thursday afternoon? Is it going to take the whole day on Wednesday? Whatever it is, put that in your calendar and be realistic. Don't say it's going to take you 15 minutes when it's going to take you 45. Make sure you give yourself the time you need to handle that task. 
So if you do that, you not only are giving yourself time to do the things that you need to do, you're letting your brain relax because it doesn't have to keep track and hold all this stuff anymore. It gets to just look at the calendar and see, okay, what's next? And know that when it's time to do the next thing, that the previous task that was being worked on is done. And when we get things done, we get a little hit of dopamine. It's how our brain works. The reward center of our brain lights up and we feel energized. So that helps us feel even more ready to take on the next task. Next thing you need to do is to schedule time in your calendar for regeneration. Are you one of those people that works through lunch? that sits there with a sandwich in one hand and the mouse in the other scrolling through emails, you need single points of focus. Multitasking splits your attention, decreases your productivity, and saps your energy. Instead, practice being fully present and practice giving yourself time off. So just like I do my morning ritual, What does your lunchtime ritual look like? Did you schedule time to consciously eat and digest a delicious, nutritious meal? Or did you just eat whatever was the quickest thing available that you could shove in your face so you wouldn't have to feel hungry anymore? Because when you do that, you're subconsciously sending yourself the message that you don't matter. That taking care of yourself is always secondary. And if you don't take care of yourself, you have an empty cup. You have nothing left to give to others except the scraps, except the sparks from the short-circuiting wires. So self-care is not selfish. It is essential to be high performance and do your best work and be your best self. Schedule that time for regeneration. Schedule those breaks. Schedule time for gratitude. I actually have a little reminder that goes off on my phone at noon every day that says gratitude. And I take just about five minutes to think about what is going on today, the people in my life, the opportunities I'm getting. What am I grateful for? And I take time to just be in joy. And that feeling of joy carries over into the rest of my day. It keeps me mindful of my why. It keeps me thinking at a higher level instead of in the weeds, in the problems and frustrations in the moment. Lastly, as we talk about white space, let's talk about corralling meetings. Meetings have become everyone's favorite pastime. And with the advent of Zoom and Microsoft Teams and all these other ways to interact virtually, everyone has seen an increase in the claiming of time on our calendars because people feel that they can just reach out to us whenever. And it's a kind of passive thing. If they had to actually walk over to your desk and they could see that you were busy or maybe that you weren't sitting at your desk, they would give you that time and come back later. But it's so easy to ping people. It's so easy to fill up someone's calendar at 10 o'clock that means they lost their late afternoon break. 
And it's this almost passive aggressive kind of activity that's all about what the person scheduling needs, but doesn't take into account your needs. So we have to corral meeting mania by setting good boundaries. So some of that will happen when you block time out for the things you need, whether it's focused work or it's quality time for lunch, for breaks, for gratitude. And when you start treating your calendar like a to-do list, you'll also see that you have less apparent white space because you've given yourself the time you need to get things done. So that helps with meeting mania. But it also helps if you start training people to check with you first, not to just schedule a meeting. And that can be really hard because it means we have to have a hard conversation about why just because it looks like you had a half hour free They don't get to just assume that you would love to spend that half hour in their meeting. Some of this is just a little bit of etiquette and you can't rely on a project manager or an HR person to handle this. You really have to take it on for yourself and you really have to defend the white space on your calendar like you would defend your right to go to a client meeting or your right to go to a conference or do other things that are important to you that are non-negotiables on your calendar. Your white space has to be just as non-negotiable. You can even go so far as to say, I only take in-house meetings between two and five. The rest of the day, if you try to invite me, I will say no. But you have to train people. You have to frame their expectations around what you are available for. And remember, your availability comes across energetically and people pick up on it. So if they sense that you are available to accommodate their every need, they will ask. And they will ask without thinking first, without consideration, without respect. If they know that they're not going to get an automatic yes, you will see a difference in their behavior as they start to respect your calendar. And that's what we want because when we have those days where we can work at our own pace, where we can feel like we're getting things done and we're accomplishing meaningful things on our projects or with firm initiatives or with research we want to do or presentations we want to give, we feel good about ourselves. We feel confident and centered and balanced. Those days where we have been hijacked and taken for a ride on everybody else's schedule are the days we feel unbalanced, out of touch, exhausted, burned out, and now because we spent our whole day in meetings, we're left having to work late to get the work that we never got the time to do done. Take a stand with me that you are going to reclaim your white space and we are going to one step at a time work our way out of the busyness trap and spend our days being high performing people accomplishing meaningful tasks. Thank you so much for listening in. I truly appreciate all of your support And I hope that every episode 
reaches you with meaningful information that you can put to use. Always know that you can DM me on Instagram at Architecting Podcast, or you can tag me in a post if this particular episode really touched you and share your thoughts. Remember to subscribe so that you will always get a notice when new episodes come out and pay it forward. Tell your friends that you think might be interested in this information as well and help build our architecting community. I am always here for you. I love doing this podcast and being this resource. If you want to be even more involved in the architecting community, remember that you can find me on Instagram at Architecting Podcast. You can sign up for my newsletter at architectingpodcast.com or get free resources there. You can join our Facebook or LinkedIn groups and weigh in and let us know what is affecting you in the culture of design. All right, I love you so much and I can't wait to touch base with you next time. Take care. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired.